Do you ever wonder if you're too old to pursue your dreams? Today's guest says, age is just a number. Ignore it. Put your foot on the gas and go for it. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. This episode is all about reinvention and the chapters we have in our lives where our focus changes. It's about parenting. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about pivoting during COVID and thriving despite the odds against you as a small business. It's about intuition. You know what I mean, listening to that little voice inside your head. And it's about the joy we feel when we finally do something we've always wanted to do. She's the mother of three boys, an independent business owner, a certified fitness instructor, and she's also an actress. Perhaps her son, Brett, said it best. Mom, there is nothing you cannot achieve. You inspire me every day to push for the next steps in life. Her name is Jody Hemmer, and this is her story. We settled into my living room for a little chat. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you, Candy. When I told you that we were going to do that little quote from your son, you were like, oh God, I hope I don't cry. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so emotional, but it makes me so happy. But every time I read that, it brings a tear to my eye. This is a pretty exciting life that you are leading. When I was describing you, did it feel like I was talking about somebody else? Yes, in ways it did. You grew up outside of Boston in the town of Natick. When you were growing up, what was your dream? Did you know what you wanted to do with your life? I did. I started Natick Theater Drama Workshop in third grade. And at the same time, I started piano lessons. So the choice of being in theater was mine. The choice of doing piano lessons was my mom's. Reason being is my dad gave my mom a piano for her anniversary. So she said, well, let's take piano lessons together. And I was, what, eight years old at the time? And I'm like, really? And she's like, oh, come on, we'll do it together. I'm like, okay. So we took lessons together. I was bored. When you first start, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of being able to read music, learning the keys. And I didn't like to practice. My mom always yelled and said, you need to practice, practice, <laughs> practice. My piano teacher is the same. My mom long-term decided it wasn't for her. For me, I kept on going. I started to play little songs that I knew. Then I was able to sing and more and more, I liked it better. Every time I learned a new song, I got to play for my family. I was always entertaining when my mom had company over. I feel like I was always an entertainer at a young age. So going forward into theater, I did Natick Drama Workshop. I can't even tell you how many plays I was in. I also tried out for a Broadway show called The King and I with Yul Brenner when I was in fifth grade. That must have been so exciting. Did you have to go to New York for that audition? No. So it was here. There must have been thousands of kids trying out for it. My girlfriend and I went and tried out. My parents were like, oh, she's not really going to make it because there's so many kids. Well, come to find out, I did make it. My parents were shocked. They were happy, but they didn't want me to be in it because I would be missing school and I would have to be traveling all over New England. So I wasn't able to do that. And I'll remember that. Just something that I remember that I wish I did, but... I just kept on with the local 
theater. I also did junior high school plays. I had leads and I loved it. I did want to go to college for an actress, but my parents said no. You know, this is such an interesting story. I'm watching your face as you tell this story. And I can't help but feel that getting that incredible role, Yul Brenner, the king and I, traveling with a major production like that, where they have an onset teacher, would have been life-changing for you. And my sense in interviewing you now is that it never left you. It didn't leave me. Who were your role models when you were growing up? My parents. What was the message in your house? Besides, you're not going to be an actress. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they always wanted me to pursue what I loved. Also strict with my schoolwork. I never really got in trouble, but they just pushed me to just do good in school and have fun. I also loved horses as a kid and I did horseback riding camp. So that was something that I loved growing up as well. What was the message in your house around work ethic? Very strict. I wasn't able to do anything until my homework was done. I came home, do your homework, and then you can go out and play in the neighborhood. Or my mother would cart me off to gymnastics or dance or theater or horseback riding. You now have three sons and you wanted to create the kind of a job that would enable you to make your own hours and to call your own shots. So you founded Knobscott Supply Company. So tell me that story, including what your company sells and who buys from you. I started this company a little over 20 years ago. I had two sons at the time. They were both three and four years old. I started part-time. I wanted to do something out of the house because I wanted to be a mom. I needed something else. So I brainstormed. I was in sales before this, selling communications, and I really loved interacting with people. So I thought of, let's do something that's disposable where I can get a resale out of it, where it's not just one sale and then you say goodbye to that customer. So I started selling to daycare centers, hair salons. A hair salon in actually Wellesley, Mass. was my first sale. I sold disposable gloves. It was one of my friends who started her own hair salon. And then she referred me to other hair salons who then bought for me just gloves. I was just selling, you know, one item at the time. I then went into some daycare centers. I spoke to the directors. I said, you know, I can relate. My kids are three. My kids are four. And they liked the fact that I was a small, you know, woman-owned business. So to this day, the daycare centers that I opened, I still have them. So relationships. Let's talk a little bit about that. When it comes to being a small business, what have you learned about the value of relationships? So important. So important. For instance, I went to one of my daycare centers that I had from day one last week. I actually had to do a delivery myself and I hadn't seen this woman in I don't know how long, but we talk on the phone, we email and it's just personable. They like the fact that they can call me and I'm very good at responding. As soon as someone calls me, emails me, texts me, I am right there. Even on the weekends, I am now selling to like contractors. So it's very, very important. So the company is called Knobscott Supply Company, and it sounds like it's cleaning supplies, it's safety supplies, and 
you are able to grow this business over all these years, 20 years. You also, though, took advantage of the opportunity to be certified as a woman business enterprise and as a disadvantaged business enterprise. Tell me what these designations mean and how you got certified. When I started my company, I found out that, first of all, I started it with my own money. So in order to be a woman business enterprise, you have to at least be 51% ownership. So I went and took a course in Boston and got this certification. You basically partner with contractors that work with state contracts that they need to buy so much from a woman-owned company. And the state tells them, okay, you have to at least do 10% of business with a woman-owned company. However you do it is you know, up to you. I found that to my advantage because I was so small that I could partner with these large companies. Tell me about the early years and what the lessons were that you learned about being an independent businesswoman. The early years were step by step. Because I had two small kids, one was in a daycare at my neighbor's house, the other one was at a preschool. So they were only in school three, four hours. So my early years were just, you know, my business cards, taking uh, courses on the computer. I went to Framingham State to take a course because, you know, we didn't really know a lot about computers back then. So I did, you know, that I did the courses in Boston. I made out a little line card I had to set up to figure out who I was going to buy from. So it was more just setting up and then going out on the road when I had those three half days a week, going out to mostly like local businesses and introducing myself and starting to get some customers. And I just, it just was slow, very slow. The slow and steady climb, as they say. Exactly, exactly. Tell me a little bit about what you think are the key ingredients to being a successful entrepreneur. Persistence, patience, never give up. I taught myself everything with a computer program. You love to work out, subject switch. And that's how I met you because we belong to the same gym. And someone suggested that you become a fitness instructor. And when you did that, you had this aha moment. Tell us about it. I've been a member at this gym for a long time. Shout out to Longfellow Health Club in Natick. Yes, Longfellow Health Club. We love you. I got certified as a group fitness instructor then I decided to sub out classes. Being in front of the class and just being myself and being quirky and funny and inspiring them made me feel incredible. Like I had so much fun teaching versus taking. And I would get compliments. People would go to the group fitness, the person who was in head of group fitness, which is Lisa, and just say, you know, this Jody's in great. We love taking her classes. It was fun to prepare. It was fun to do the playlists. And it, it just reminded me of what I used to do, which is the aha moment, which was acting. Your business is humming along, and now you decide a whole new chapter in midlife, taking acting classes at Boston Casting which, by the way, owned by Angela Perry, who has also been a guest on our show. Check out her episode on my website for a story on how a single mom became a superstar casting director in the entertainment business. But back to you, what classes did you take at Boston Casting? I took Screen Acting 101. I took Acting from the Gut. 
And then I took classes in other places too. And once I did that, I was like, oh my God, I have to go get my pictures done because I want to start in this industry right away. So I went and got a, a portfolio, put my name out there on the Agency Pro, which is through Boston Casting, and then found some jobs myself, basically student films, because when you have no experience, you got to get experience somehow to put on your resume besides taking the classes. So I applied, I auditioned, I got the roles. And after a few student films, I just started applying on different websites myself. And it was either a educational video, I ended up getting a Showtime series. Uh, I was featured with uh, Connie Britton. That was through Boston Casting. I did a bunch of TV commercials for a lottery, Rhode Island Lottery. It felt like it was a whirlwind. It was one after another. And I was telling my acting coach and also friend now, Jen Selvucci from Boston Casting, that I get disappointed if I don't have something to look forward to for acting. Does it feel right to you? I love it. It's my passion. It's what I want to do. It's a fun hobby. I do it part-time. Every time I get a job, it's exciting. I just keep on pursuing. What is your advice to a young actor or actress or to someone who's in the middle of their life who just wants to give this a try? Determination. You just need to take some classes, get your portfolio, find out the right websites to apply. And every morning I'm drinking my coffee, I'm on the computer and I am looking for acting jobs every single morning. I'm applying. Don't give up. Along comes 2020, a year none of us will ever forget. And you're shooting commercials and you're running a business that provides cleaning and safety supplies. How did COVID affect your business? Oh, my goodness. I don't want to cry. It's been incredible. Heartbreaking. Just trying to be able to service all my customers. I work with public transportation. Keolis is one of my accounts. I think I was on the phone with them every other day, making sure that they had everything they needed to keep the public safe. I wanted to make sure every single one of my customers had what they needed going forward for their PPE supplies. It was challenging. I have a contact that imports uh, the three-ply, the ear loop mass. I had a customer, Barletta Engineering, who is incredible, I have to tell you. They bought thousands and thousands of masks for me. I met one of their employees and we met uh, a, a person from a hospital out in Worcester in a parking lot. I delivered the mass to Barletta and then they went ahead and donated all these masks to these hospitals that weren't able to get these. I know it must have been incredibly fulfilling for you. Yes. Yes. Many businesses have failed during COVID and you have survived and you have thrived. How did you stay confident? You know what? I call COVID this year, 2020, a research project for me. And I'll tell you why. I have a lot of resources. So I would be on different websites. I would be calling my different vendors to figure out where I can get Lysol or Clorox wipes. It was five times the amount of time 
to get one product for a customer. So again, determination, persistence, patience, and just trying to survive for myself and for my customers to be able to stay in business so they have these supplies. Let's go back just a little bit to your acting experience because something unbelievable happened to you recently. Your latest acting gig has you all over social media. Tell us about that. The day I got this, I was actually on vacation in Cape Cod. I had applied for it. It's called Piano in a Flash. I had auditioned and two weeks later, I got an email saying they want to present me to the casting director who, in fact, is from L.A. If it wasn't COVID, I wouldn't have got this role because they would have chose somebody from L.A. But because of COVID, they liked what I did and they chose a Boston actor. So I did a remote shoot from my house. The director put an app on my phone so that I could position my phone to where he needed it to film me. We FaceTime on my Mac computer and directed me. We did 41 videos in four hours time. And it was so much fun. It was like, excuse me, um, I just need to go to the bathroom or hold on. I got to go get the lighting. That's upstairs. (laughs) So I had tripods. I had lighting. I was able to do that for the remote shoot. It was an incredible experience. And he told me that this will be on, you know, Facebooks and Instagram within a month. And let me tell you something, exactly a month on a Friday night, I get a text from my dad's girlfriend. Oh my God, Jody! I just saw you. You were just on Facebook. I was like, oh no, I didn't even know I was on yet. And let me tell you that your friend Candy has seen you on Facebook many's a time and your face is right there. Your hands look beautiful as they're playing the piano. And we're going to do a little video of you doing just that so people can see the two of us as we promote your episode for the story behind her success. How does all this feel? Does it feel as if you've come full circle? It really has. It's just an incredible feeling. I pursued my dream. And for me to be able to be in a national campaign is an incredible feeling. It's always what I always wanted to do. And it's great that I'm able to do it part time and be able to run my company and also be a mom because I still have my son, Corey, who's 17 at home. Couple questions we ask everybody who sits where you are. How did motherhood change you? Gosh, motherhood changed me. It made me a lot more responsible caring, love that I never had. People say, you don't know what it's like to love someone until you actually have a child. And that really was just an incredible feeling. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? I am a confident woman and I feel like I'm strong. So I find ways to get around these obstacles. As far as business goes, if someone is looking for a product, I might just go to another vendor who I've never bought from to see if I can get product. I just find different ways to get around obstacles. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And it can be personal or professional. I believe when I wanted to pursue the acting, I have a friend um, who does it full time. She's actually a actress and a model. 
and I, I was doubting myself. And I just remember talking to her and she said to me, Jody, you're never too old. Just follow your dreams. And I did. Do you think that we have chapters in our lives, Jody? And if you do agree with that, what chapter are you in? I definitely agree we have chapters. My, you know, younger decades, more concentrated on my business, but also my kids. This chapter of my life is incredible to me. Between my business thriving right now, my acting from one job to another, I just finished up a YouTube commercial for a company in Boston that will be airing on YouTube. And I am I have a premiere for Halloween for a short film that I starred in that's coming out. So I feel like it's all about me and I'm thriving and enjoying and I'm happy. Final question. We all have different definitions for what success means. At this moment right now, what does success mean to you? Success is follow your dreams. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just go for it. Determination. You'll get there if you want it. And finally, I hope I don't cry. My last success is my 17-year-old son said to me last week, Mom, I just want you to know that you did an incredible job bringing up all three of us. We are happy, we're healthy, and we're thriving. And I'm so proud of you, Mom. Jody Hemmer. Hard to describe you, independent businesswoman, mother of three, and actress. Thank you so much for being on The Story Behind Her Success. Thank you so much, Candy. What a message. You are never too old to pursue your dreams. Wisdom to live by from this week's guest, Jody Hemmer. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We're sending these stories all around the world to give you a roadmap toward pursuing your own hopes and dreams. The mantra is, if she can do it, I can do it. Follow me on Facebook at Candy O'Terry Official and on all other social platforms at Candy O'Terry. My website has a full library of these stories for you. Just call it Inspiration 24-7, CandyOterry.com, C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. If you like what you've heard today, I hope you'll hit that subscribe button and leave a review. This is Candy O'Terry with a final thought. When we lift each other up, we all rise.